Hey everyone, Mario Zelenas here. As many of you know, Wisdom Zeko is a free program that we offer through Origin Gate, and it goes to many nations in the world. In fact, almost 70% of the world is listening to us, hundreds of thousands of people. And once a year, we come to you asking that you consider giving a one-time trade in December that will go towards supporting this work and blessing those who are a part of it, who offer so selflessly their teachings and their lives to us through Wisdom's Echo. This year, that trade will be received on December 11th, U.S. time, December 12th, New Zealand, Australia, and that part of the world's time. And we are going to be receiving it actually starting with our roundtable on the 11th in the U.S., 12th in New Zealand. And we will be opening this up for everyone in the world who listens to Wisdom's Echo. And our objective this year is that we get everyone to do something. Would you consider doing something? It doesn't have to be massive. It doesn't have to be a huge amount. But would you consider giving a one-time monetary gift to Wisdom's Echo through the systems that we're establishing to be able to receive that to bless those who serve us? day in and day out through these daily free podcasts. Thank you so much for considering it, and I'm looking forward to our participation in this. Shalom. Welcome to Origin Gate's daily podcast, Wisdom's Echo. My name is Robbie Venter, sharing a thought of the day. Guys, today we're going to carry on on the series called Keys to Abundance, and this is the third one in that series, And we've been talking a little bit about how understanding our wiring, knowing ourselves, knowing who we are, what qualities and strengths we possess, how that helps to determine our success, how that adds to our ability to succeed in what we do. The other thing we talked about was Taruma and the power of Taruma and how that helps to unlock opportunities for us in our lives. Today, I'm going to talk about a topic called the power of partnership. So, in my opinion, entrepreneurs, business people, uh, investors, anyone that really succeeds and and their mission succeeds uh, in what they're called to do will come to a point where they find the need to partner with other people in what they're doing. So for me, one of the one of the keys in this is, again, coming back down to knowing what you carry, having the self-awareness to understand two things. What is it that I have and what is it that I don't have? Okay, so just think about that for a minute because that's really what this boils down to. What is it that I have and what is it that I don't have? And sometimes when someone stagnates or fails, gets stuck, doesn't get anywhere, feels frustrated, is because they've they've thought through what they have and don't have and in their opinion they've got more than what they've actually got. And they really believe that they have something that they do not have. Right? And so when we think that we don't need others and we become independent in our approach and our thinking then it's because we actually have overestimated our own abilities, our own knowledge, our own skills, and our own strengths. Okay, so 
oftentimes when when I'm talking to people who who feel stuck, I say, who who do you need to partner with? Who do you need to connect with? Who knows what you don't know? Who's got the skills that you don't have? Who's got the experience that you don't have? Who's got the capital that you don't have? All right, so self-awareness is is really key in uh, in this whole process. So one of the things that that I often do is I take stock. When I come across an opportunity, I take stock of what is it that I have and what is it that I don't have. Okay, so I'll give you an example. Recently, I did a property development deal where um, my money for the most part was already tied up in existing deals and existing opportunities and and existing investments. And so I was already very committed on on many fronts. And what happened is an opportunity came to me where there was, um, yeah, there was an opportunity to make a, a pretty decent profit on a development project. So what I did is um, I went and saw the architect, got some initial plans drawn up, uh, did some market research, figured out what my costs were going to be, what the value was going to be at completion, how long it was going to take, how much it was going to cost, what sort of profit margins there were. And so I summarized the opportunity. And so in this context, I had something, right? I had an idea and I had an opportunity there were things that I didn't have. I didn't have the money available. I didn't have the capital available. The other thing that I did not have was the skill set to build the property. Like, I'm not a builder. I'm not very good with tools at all. And so what I did, and this is what the role of an entrepreneur is, the role of an entrepreneur is to bring together three things, right? The overlapping of three things. People people with the skills that are required, right? People, ideas, and resources. Okay, so that I I realized in this case, I only had one of those three components. I had the idea, right? And so the mistake that many people make is that they'll limit the opportunities they go after based on the, the capital or the money that's available to them, right? In other words, this is how much money I have in my bank account, So these are the types of opportunities that I can look at. These are the types of investment opportunities. These are the types of business projects. These are the types of things I can go after and they will limit and restrict themselves based on the resources that they have in their bank account. So if I had taken that approach, I wouldn't have been able to do this deal. So I sat down, I analyzed the deal, I I looked at what it would take to to create the deal and I realized that I only had one of the three things that I needed. So what I did is I took this idea that I had and presented it to an investor. So now I've come across somebody that's got something that I need for this project. So I didn't come to them with the basis of, hey, this is what I need. Um, Will you give me something I need? I came to them on the basis of hey, I'd like to serve you and multiply your resources and this is how I want to do it. So I had them in mind, right? This is how I can serve you and multiply your resources. So presented something 
to to this person to this investor where i said this is the project this is why it makes sense this is my idea here's the market here's the process this is what we want to build this is what the rent's going to be this is how much it's going to be worth this is what what makes sense so when we present what we have we need to be thorough we need to be clear we need to be well researched and so oftentimes people who are ideas people don't actually develop their ideas to the extent where someone else will take that idea seriously right it it can be a flash of inspiration and it might make a lot of sense and it might be very exciting and it might be an idea worth pursuing but oftentimes those ideas don't come to fruition because the person who has the idea doesn't develop it effectively and doesn't communicate it effectively and doesn't communicate it to the right people, right? So the first step for me was, hey, I've got this idea. I know it makes sense. Let me actually put it into a presentation. I'll put it on paper. I'll explore it, analyze it, put it on paper, um, familiarize myself with it. Then I'll find the people who have got what I don't have, right? So I said to this investor, here's my idea, here's why it makes sense, right? This is how much I'm going to need, All right? So if you give me X, I'll give, you, um, I'll give you X plus Y back in Z number of months. And basically he said, okay, let's go, let's do it. So the third thing I needed to, to do was get together the other pieces of the puzzle, which I didn't have, which is around people who have the skill sets to execute the idea. So I got a hold of my builder and I showed him the plans and um, you know, he got hold of the electrician and the plumber and the council and all the other various um, people with the skills that are required to execute this. So I'm, I'm sharing this not to get you into property development, right? Because I'm, I'm not, that's not my aim or my goal. I'm sharing this to say to you that one of the keys of abundance is recognizing what you have and what you don't have and that there are ways to get what you don't have but if we restrict ourselves by thinking we need to have everything or feeling like we can't approach others then we're going to be extremely limited and we're going to be stuck so one of the things that 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 stops people from really taking this approach is they don't believe that they can trust others often that's a really big hindrance you know it takes a great degree of trust to to work in a team to build through cooperation right and that yeah that's really one of the big hindrances the other one like i said earlier is an overestimation of one's own abilities right so for example um moses when he went and Yahweh gave him a blueprint for the tabernacle. He recognized there was certain things he had and certain things that he didn't have in that equation, right? He knew the outcome that he wanted to achieve. He knew what the pattern of heaven was for his time that he was called to bring to fruition, right? So he had an understanding of the blueprint, the idea, the bigger picture. So he was in this context he was the visionary that was entrusted with the vision of something that was on the heart of the father for that day and for that time 
So here's my question for you. Did Yahweh give Moses the skill set to execute that blueprint? And if you go and read the scripture, you will find that he didn't, right? He invested the skills to execute that blueprint in someone else, right? And Moses, likewise, he didn't have all the resources to execute it either. It took the community to gather around the idea which was articulated very effectively, very clearly and very powerfully to come around that idea. And it was through the overlapping of three things, the idea, the people with the skill set and the resources, the overlapping of those three components through those three things coming together, they materialized or in other words, created in physical terms, manifested a divine blueprint through cooperation, through strategy, through teamwork, through communication, right? And so Moses had to recognize I carry something, but someone else carries something that I need and I have something they need. And so I believe that this is how Yahweh designed things to be. He will invest something in you that I can't accomplish my mandate without right? And he'll invest something in me that you can't accomplish your mandate without. And so it's forced um, interdependence, right? We're not called to live in independence. We're called to live in interdependence. And interdependence comes as a result of humility and understanding that I'm not the one that carries all the answers. I don't have everything, right? So really, if we as the body of Christ were to function in a way where we relied on each other more by recognizing our own strengths, number one, and our own weaknesses, number two, and then we could come together and articulate clearly and effectively, hey, this is what I have, and this is what I can contribute, and this is what I need. Right? So it's a pretty simple concept, really, but in reality, there's not a whole lot of people that practice this effectively. So I've, I've had the great privilege of building several teams around several ideas. And what I've had to realize is that um, my primary skill set and strength is that I'm a person of vision. I'm a person of strategy. I find it easy to engage with the potential, with the big picture, with the long-term possibilities, with seeing what could be. Right To me, it feels as real as if it's happened already. Like That is how I'm wired. What I really, really have struggled with in the past is the present, practical, concrete details in the outworking of the vision. Right, That is not an inherent strength that I've been given. Did I ask for it to be this way? No, I didn't. But I've had the humility through discovering and, and analyzing... Um, you know, various outcomes that I've come across, feedback from people, so forth and so forth, that there are things that I'm brilliant at. And I'm quite happy to say I'm really brilliant at certain things because it's not arrogance or pride to own the things that you're really brilliant at. So I'm, I'm a really brilliant visionary. I'm not so brilliant on executing that vision. And although I've improved in that in the past, my aim is not to become an expert at the things that I'm not inherently wired to do. So it's forced me over time to begin to ask this question, 
who can I partner with? Who carries these strengths naturally? So my advice to you, if you're listening to this and you're serious about this, is take some time to consider what are the things you're really brilliant at? What are the things that you are excellent at, that you're inherently interested in, that you find just natural, just time just flies when you're doing these things? And then what are the things that you're really not so good at? It's just an uphill battle. You get frustrated. And then for someone else, they're just really natural at it. So figure out what you have and what you don't have. Um, And then the other thing is think about who you can partner with. If it's resources, you know, Yahweh will send you someone that you can have a conversation with that it might make sense that you can serve them by multiplying their resources, right? And we can go into that deeper another time. But what is it you need to fulfill your mandate? Who do you need to partner with? What are the ingredients that you require? What do you have? What don't you have? And then receive from the hand of your father that which you need to fulfill and accomplish your mandate. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope that's been helpful for you. And we'll talk again next time. Shalom.